0: Welcome to the Royal Caribbean Blog Podcast, a weekly look into the world of Royal Caribbean cruising. I'm your host, Matt Hochberg, and this is episode number 177. The new year is right around the corner, and like so many of us, I started thinking about what I would wish for in the new year, and naturally, my mind wandered to considering a Royal Caribbean cruise. I started to think about what I would do if I were in charge of Royal Caribbean, and what I might wish for in the coming year for the company. This week, let's wish together for what kind of changes, additions, and far-out ideas we would want to see happen if we had our own magic genie. Here we go. A Royal Caribbean cruise is the kind of vacation that is built upon the idea of wowing its guests with amazing experiences that may never be topped anywhere on land or at sea for that matter. And that is not just a marketing campaign that Royal Caribbean believes in, but it's actually really a company philosophy that works incredibly hard to impress its guests with amazing entertainment, technology, activities, and of course, food. Uh, But what if... But what if we were in charge of the company for just a little amount of time and we could take the proverbial controls of the company and let someone else pay the taxes on them and then add our own wishes to make a Royal Caribbean cruise better? What would we wish for? And what if everything you wish for in a Royal Caribbean cruise came true and your ideas could become reality? Well, this week they can because we're going to be exploring our top three wishes for a Royal Caribbean that we wish would come true And whether you wish for him to join me again or not, I am joined by a man who enjoys wishes and wishing for new cruises to be magically booked and paid for in advance. It's Billy Hirsch from CruiseHabit.com. Welcome, William.
1: Thank you, Matt. And uh, since your your welcome was so warm, I'll tell you right out the gate that my number one is a a Matt Hochberg free Royal Caribbean ship. Just one that I can book anytime and there's no Matt. (laughs)
0: It's called. <laughs> it's called. I was to say Carnival. Really, any other cruise line? Feel free. You wish granted.
1: <laughs> and, and, and any cruise you have to fly to,
0: it, all of that. Yes, absolutely. There are many royal ships you will not find me on purely because I am petrified of flying. But Billy, I'm glad you joined me here for this episode because you know, w- with with New Year's just around the corner, many times we pe- or well, I say we, I mean people <laughs> make New Year's resolutions, right? Wishes for the new year. That gosh. Darn it, if they, if they could, if they had their way, they'd like for that change to occur in 2017. And and I came to you, Billy, with this idea because, of course, if we were going to wish for something in the new year, odds are it's going to be cruiser-related. And why not wish for something royal creepy I mean, In fact, three wishes uh, that – and I gave Billy some rules ahead of time. Number one. They have to be somewhat practical or feasible. So wishing for twenty new ships, yeah, that's pretty cool, but let's be a little more practical and you know, something that could maybe see the light of day in twenty seventeen. So we wanted to be practical within reason. I mean it's your definition of how reasonable we're going to be, but something that basically anything out there. That's real carbon related that we would want to see changed or improved or added or whatever in 2017. I guess we should also define, Billy, are we going with the Twilight Zone rules with like the monkey's paw where everything we wish for will have horrible side effects that we never anticipated in the first place?
1: Oh, I hadn't thought about that. That could really affect the stock.
0: <laughs> <Yes>.
1: <laughs> this is going to throw investors way off. They're going to be imagining all the terrible things that are going to happen from our great ideas.
0: Yeah. Actually, it'd be funny if the readers could come up with hilarious side effects. That would be in the Twilight Zone episode. If
1: we, oh yes, I I like it. I think everyone after as soon as this episode's over, make sure you reach out on Twitter at the RCL blog. Tell us what terrible things happen because our because we get our wishes. There you go. That'd be great.
0: As an example, in like the Twilight Zone episodes, like the wish for world peace, and what happens? The aliens come and enslave humanity because. They have no way of fighting back because they get rid of all their weapons of world peace. So there, there, there's an example of that. I'm sure there's a, a way to do this. But uh, Billy, since you are the guest, and I use that word lightly, uh, what would uh, – you could start us off here with your first Royal Caribbean wish of 2017.
1: So this first one, I, I took uh, the liberty of going ahead and not only coming up with the idea, but I think I've branded it for Royal Caribbean. Ooh, patent pending. Um, I'm not asking them to pay me for it, uh, but they can thank me in cruises. And I think that would be fine. Uh, sale your way packages. Ooh. So we, uh, you know, many businesses, Burger King, uh, I believe it was, made um, made a, a slogan or a brand somewhat out of having it your way, right? I don't eat fast food. Tell me if that was Burger King or if I'm way off. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think you're right. And, Go ahead. And w- either way, I'm going to assume I'm right. And, um, you know, there have been other uh, other companies, not just food service, but that they want to make sure that they're catering to, to everyone. And, you know, you have to obviously make that practical. You still can't go to Burger King and ask for a catfish sandwich. I don't, I don't think. Um, but, uh, imagine sail your way packages. So there are some requests and, and Royal Caribbean, um, ha- has been great when, when we've sailed and we have a special request of, uh, of any kind, really, as long as it's reasonable. Um, their, their staff, they, they work really hard and they want to make everyone happy. I mean, Listen, a lot of these people are going to. You're on vacation. You're going to be happy with things, even if you don't get exactly what you're looking for. But you can tell they really care and they they want to try and and get you what you want. But certain things, it's tricky to to plan ahead. You don't know you don't know what the score is. You don't know what you have available to you on the cruise. If somebody's going to say yes, if somebody's going to be no, and and me, I'm I'm in some ways I'm a planner, and I like to know ahead of time. So I was thinking about all of the things that. I might be able to accomplish, but there's just not a good way right now, even with a great travel agent who can help you with with a lot of special requests. So uh, one example would be a table selection in the main dining room. Um, you know, you can put in your requests, You can have your travel agent put in requests for a two-top, and then I usually follow up on things like that. But, man, it'd be really nice one day to to get a table exactly where I want. You know, certain things are going to be in more demand, but... Imagine a way, just like you you select cabins, certain staterooms are, are more in demand, where you could select your table. Or a, a real-world example for me, there's a particular kind of scotch that, uh, that Larissa and I really enjoy. I'd love to be able to have an, an easy way of requesting that. Now again with all of these things there are ways you can go about it you can speak with the a, a head a head waiter you can have your reservation annotated you know for for the table and you can go and on the on your first uh, on embarkation day you can speak with someone and often they can take care of these things for you and, and it's great when they can but they can't always uh, the same with, with our scotch we found that if uh, if i facebook stock the hotel director and senior beverage manager on the ship I'm going to sail, and I ask them very nicely and say really great things about them and, and talk about how, how beautiful their family is on Facebook, um, then they will often uh, accommodate our requests. Um, but I, I think they could turn that into a, a differentiating factor for their brand, something that, yeah, there's listen, Royal Caribbean already does a lot of things that set them apart from the competition, right, um, with regard to just the number of ships and, and options out there. The size uh, and scale of their vessels, of many of their vessels, the onboard amenities, things like the rock walls and the flow rider, things like that. This would just be another way that on a more service level would really allow them to differentiate themselves. They can determine what what things are practical, what things are not, what they can accommodate – they can put in their disclaimers, "Hey, we'll try." And you want to be able to to kind of, I understand as a brand, as a company, they'd want to uh, to build this into a matrix, so they're just not getting people writing insane letters to them all the time, like I write to them. Um, <laughs> so I, I think uh, I think they could probably look at what could we accommodate, uh, and just make it a little bit easier to uh, to make some of those things happen when possible to enhance the guest experience.
0: I certainly like the idea of more granular control over your reservation and being able to make certain things like that. You know, uh, it's some, I I know as a a veteran cruiser, I certainly can appreciate that. And I mean, you know, to me, Billy, having, I, I like having too many options. I think that's just better. Like, it's better to have too many options than not enough in life in general. And certainly on a cruise ship, I can get behind that. I think that makes a lot of sense when you're talking about this idea of just offering more of a customization and making you feel like, you have almost a concierge-esque uh, option, even though it's probably all automated, right? And it just goes through a computer system and, and manages it if they do it the right way. I think that absolutely. could absolutely make a lot of sense. Well,
1: and you mentioned the automation. This is also, I'm going to keep selling this because this idea is really one I feel strongly about. So I want to sell. I'm I'm not just selling our great listeners right now. I'm <laughs> selling Royal Caribbean on this idea. This is also a great way to get data, right? There are only so many people that are going to provide a, a granular level of feedback in, in, the, uh, in emails that you get at the end of your booking or in speaking to guest services. And there's only so many ways that guest service can annotate these. This is a great way they can see, wow, you know what? A lot of people have asked for XYZ to be available on board or, or to have the ability to go to this particular part of the ship. They could get so much great feedback that it's productive even when they can't provide exactly what the guest is looking for.
0: Yeah, no, that's a great point. I'm I'm glad you brought it up because that's a really good idea. And you know, we it's funny because Billy, I've known you on all your cruises you've gone about this to try to get the this particular uh, brand of whiskey that you enjoy because what currently most the the common stocking of 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 beverages on board ship does not include it. And you've had mixed results. I mean, you usually get it. It's just always kind of a it's almost always a different path every single time. Like there is no one standardization of of doing that, and so I think I know that where you're coming from with this, and then you I think you basically took that idea and kind of and expanded upon it right
1: oh yeah i'm I'm sure there are a lot of uh other requests that that haven't even crossed my mind that that uh, could fill this in again as as a kind of product manager kind of person, I'm just thinking about wow that to find out what what consumers really want, and yeah, being able to streamline the process, I'm sure they would love to stop getting my emails. <laughs> So they've All right for
0: for my first wish, I am going to say in twenty seventeen I am wishing for a standardization of policies across the fleet. And this comes from a lot of questions I've received over the years about how the way that Royal Caribbean handles its policies. Royal had in some cases, there are policies written down that are infrequently enforced or they're different based on the ship. And I just want to see that come to an end. I want to see them just be standard. Either pick one or the other, and let's make it throughout the fleet. Because to me, when you have one ship doing one thing, another ship doing another thing, and then you, in fact sometimes one sailing doing something and another sailing doing another thing, that just, end- that just ends in frustration for both... The guest and for the crew members, because you you know Billy, if someone tells you you could do it this way on this particular sailing, and then you come back again on another sailing and you expect it, and they say no you can't, but 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 but, but I was able to do it before, you know, and it's they it's, you know, with the,
1: yeah, you the don't only, want to come I, off like a jerk, you know, to the to the person you're talking to, right. you're thinking, like, hey, on. I paid these same dollars for this same brand of a sailing before, you know, geez, this ship looks identical to the one I was just on. What's the right. deal?
0: And I think about – when we're talking about standardization of the policies, it's really about making it simpler for everyone. If there is one policy for things – and these the things I'm talking about, if you're not understanding what I'm kind of referring to, how about like charging for pool towels, right? On some ships, they ask for your pass card and they'll charge you 25 bucks if you don't bring it back. and some ships, they don't. Uh, on some ships, the main dining room dress code. I don't care what they pick. Just enforce whatever it is they pick. Uh, what the drink package covers and doesn't cover – you know, these are all examples of policies that are out there, and if you look them up, they're they're written down, but they seem to vary from ship to ship. And I think that as a guest, I would love to see just a standardization of it, right? Bringing bringing bottled water on board, right? Is that allowed or is that not allowed? Because right now, it's in that gray area of don't ask, don't tell, and you can make it happen. But if you look up any policy and you ask Royal Caribbean, they'll tell you absolutely not. But we all know from being from experience that you can absolutely bring it on board. It's just alcohol. That's not wine or champagne that you can't bring on board. So I just think, from a guest experience standpoint and for the sanity of the crew members, it would be wonderful to have a standardization of these policies across the fleet so that it is just as crystal clear as the sky is clear in. Where's what's got a really clear sky, Billy? Denver?
1: I'm gonna say Cozum- I'm gonna say because that's what's Cozumel. on my background on my computer right now. Well, okay. let me ask you a question though. Yes. So I, I, I'm all for that. I mean, it, it, some of that even comes into play with the uh, the sale your way packages idea because I, I was noticing we talked about the scotch. Even when I get it, the pricing is inconsistent, right? We've seen inconsistency, for example, uh, in Sabor. We saw it with yes. the margaritas and drink packages, right? So I'm I'm all for it. The inconsistency does drive me a, a little bit mad, to be honest with you. But what if I told you, okay, everything's going to be consistent. All the things that have been variables up to this point, Matt, all these these uncertainties when you get on any ship and you go, were oh, they scanning my card for towels? Which, by the way, I think is an absolute just lie because they don't scan your card multiple times for multiple towels. It's just something I've noticed. Anyhow, <laughs> all these things. What if I told you they're now consistent, but all of them favor the cruise line and not you? So now every ship... You have to scan for your your towels on every ship. Margaritas aren't covered in sabor on every ship. You know, pick pick consistency item here,
0: right? I'm, you would know what, you still want I, it? I would still want it because I don't want this ambiguity. I want to know. Um, I want to know what love is. I want you to tell me. No, uh, sorry, wrong, wrong, uh, wrong podcast. Uh, That's hey, wrong podcast. <laughs> That's my uh, my eighties love hits podcast. Um, that being said, I, I think that. It's important to have just consistency. I think we can we can appreciate that, and I understand where you're going with. There's the this is the monkey's paw version of of yes. what I just said. <laughs> but that being said, I'm okay with it because I just think overall, if it's the same across the fleet, it makes it for so much easier because there's so many of these little nuances where it's like, well. You can change your mind, and you know you can do it on this ship, but not on this ship. But sometimes, if it's two o'clock, you can do it on this ship. You know I, that kind of stuff just drives me mad. And I, I know from if you're a first time cruiser and you go on a message board like the great message boards at Rookerminblog and you post about it, and you get these, well, here's what you have to like, a, kind of almost a Wikipedia type response. That's not helpful. It should be really simple. You know, yeah, you have to present your sea pass card. You're going to get towels, or you're not, and that's fine. Whatever it is, I can live with that. I just want. I want a an order to things, Billy. Is that so much to ask?
1: You you believe that everything has a place and that that place is somewhere in your stateroom? Yes. <laughs> understand. Understand. Absolutely. Yeah, right, I, uh, your, I, I dig it.
0: All right. Let's go on to your number two wish.
1: My and by the, number way, no two. Wish,
0: by the way, no wishing for more wishes. That's oh, that that was was cool. Just or, about or bringing back anyone from the dead. It's very ugly. You don't want to see it happen. All right, go ahead.
1: Did you just watch Aladdin?
0: <laughs> I didn't do the voice. I could have done like the really creepy uh, Igor voice, but anyway, go
1: ahead. I'm kind of glad you didn't. Um, <laughs> your your voice is not. Got to be honest, Matt, it's, it's it's not your greatest talent. <laughs> <laughs> so my number two. I'm going to make some enemies with this one. I, I know I am, and it's not intentional. Um, it's easy to wish for stuff that you like on a cruise on a cruise ship. The problem is. There's only so much space. Um, and I say this acknowledging that I often prefer smaller ships. So sometimes if what you wish for takes space, you got to wish for something else to go. Right? And yep. um, I, I believe I can speak for both of us when I say we're pretty big fans of both Sabor and Izumi. Is that fair? Yes.
0: Uh, that would be an understatement, but yes.
1: So there are some ships that don't have I'd, – I'd really like Sabor and Izumi. Uh, on more ships, and you know, for me, having Johnny Rockets does not add any value to those ships. Now, I had I had some some lovely onion rings and uh, and a great piece of apple pie on uh, Freedom. Actually, while I was watching you getting rained on, periscoping from uh, I forget the restaurant, like Senor Frogs or something in, Fal- in Falmouth, Margaritaville. <laughs> <clears throat> um, but you know what? That Johnny Rockets experience it it didn't it didn't move me in any way. That's not what I'm looking for. <laughs> so when I'm on Independence, for example, in just a few weeks, man, it would be great if instead of if instead of uh, Johnny Rockets, rather there was a Sabor or an Izumi. So I would just like to <clears throat> excuse me, and we'll make this we'll push this towards your con- make the fleet consistent. Specialty restaurants, good. You better have at least an Abor or an Izumi on all the ships.
0: I like it. In fact, you know what I was thinking, Billy? If you've been in Johnny Rockets on, on a Royal Caribbean ship before, the where the bar is currently, how about making that one of those little conveyor belt sushi places? Oh, for sure.
1: For sure. Or, you know, or, you pretty know pretty if high. they can't do the conveyor belt because things are moving, you can still do a sushi bar and they have the, the display right there, make it right in front of you? Yeah.
0: I'm totally down. It's, it's really funny you mention that because my number three wish was also to get rid of Johnny Rockets in favor of something else. I love Johnny Rockets. Don't get me wrong, but there's plenty of places that you can go check it out in the United States. I was going to replace Johnny Rockets on – I know I said to replace Johnny Rockets on Oasis 4. So I was I was cool with the rest of the fleet, just Oasis 4. Uh, I said for the fourth Oasis class, ship to replace Johnny Rockets with my beloved Waffle House. I'm figuring if you're going to go for Americana – there is no greater Americana than what the, than the deliciousness that is Waffle House. If you've never been to Waffle House, then you clearly have never been to the southern part of the United States. It is a it is amazing. <laughs> it's what it is. It's really inexpensive American breakfast food, as you might imagine. I'm a huge <laughs> fan of it. I'm guessing probably. I don't think you're a big fan of Billy, partially because there's absolutely nothing vegan on the menu at all.
1: I, I, am once again, not vegan, but, uh, you're probably <laughs> right about that. You're vegetarian. <clears throat> sorry. I'm reasonably certain that their ice cubes are formed in lard molds, uh, at the <laughs> waffle house. Uh, I just, I, y- you like what you like and golly on an Oasis class ship, there's a lot of room and, and see in, in my mind when I was saying, get rid of Johnny rockets, I was actually thinking, you know what? I don't really care that much on the Oasis class because you got room for a lot of options there. Uh but I guess for that same reason I'll allow you to have uh waffle as as weird as I think that is, Matt. I mean <laughs> Speaking of weird house.
0: Did you let me ask you this, practically speaking, big picture. Yes. Do you think there is room on a Royal Caribbean ship for
1: an Indian restaurant? Uh I think there's more than just room. I think there is a place that they could actually do it right now.
0: Oh, really? What are you, what are you envisioning?
1: So, and I can only speak for, um, well, in this particular implementation, I'm really speaking for Freedom Class ships. Sure. So y- you're walking into the Windjammer, and you've got, yes. I believe it's called the Plaza Bar. Yes. Just in front of you. And there's some seating at that Plaza Bar. And by the way, you like waffles, evidently. Uh, there's a waffle station there in the morning. So that's cool. Um, and as you walk from the Plaza Barn, if you – I know it's on one side. I don't remember if it's on both. The first section of the Windjammer Buffet there, they call Jade. Yes. And that's ambiguous Asian things there. And it really – what they have there ends up varying a lot. Uh, and variety is good, but I mean varying in – I don't want to say quality. Right. It, there's some weird things there sometimes. Like, well, okay, of, I, there'll
0: be Chinese, Japanese, Indian uh, hamburgers with duck
1: sauce on the side. <laughs> <Yeah. I> just, <laughs> don't put knock the there. duck sauce hamburgers, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I remember this is this is crazy. Aside tangent, Billy, uh, when I was a little kid. Uh grew up in a Jewish family, so a lot of Chinese food. I've never been a Chinese food person. I was used to, like, ask for hamburgers as a little kid, and they'd bring me a hamburger, and it never tasted right. And I remember even thinking, like, six years old, why is there duck sauce on this hamburger? Um, <laughs> so, so anywho, in that area in Jade, I feel like that could be better utilized. Uh, the theming with that cuisine is sometimes a little bit, they keep it fast and loose uh, at times. <laughs> um, so maybe since they have that seating area right there, at night, I don't I don't ever see anyone having dinner on the Windjammer in that section at night. So at night, you could even have waitstaff there if, if you wanted or just theme that area slightly different and have Indian options right there. This keeps them from having to significantly redo any venues. It yeah. takes advantage of, uh, of a concept that they've already loosely introduced and introduces a, a whole other option that will be great for guests from a variety of different nations. And people with various dietary needs, uh, gluten intolerance, as well as, of course, uh, vegetarians and vegans.
0: I mean, I'm all for it. I mean, I love Indian food, Billy. I know you love Indian food as well. So sometimes it's hard for me to look at this from an objective standpoint because I'm just being, uh, I'm being um, selfish here. But I mean, Indian food is fairly. It's become very popular in the United States. I mean, I dare you to find most towns where there's not an Indian food restaurant there. Are certainly, any. Remotely moderate-sized city is going to have one, or or many of them actually. And I think that, like you said, it's great for gluten-free, vegan, a lot of special needs that are out there, and just gluttons who enjoy good food because it's – and totally just like, oh, it's got to be healthy. It's Indian food. It's not greasy. Right. Not crazy. That, that's why I so. can eat
1: four times as much of it, and, <laughs> and it's okay.
0: <laughs> Dude, I'm telling you, I rationalize that every single time. <laughs> <I'm> like, no, <laughs> this is totally healthy. There's no way that having four servings of this is bad for me.
1: <laughs> uh, all right. So we got to run this idea by, uh, by my mother, because we said we we're slanted. We both love Indian food. My mother thinks cumin was put here by the devil. So... Uh, <laughs> that's how we're right. that's how we're gonna dog food this idea
0: all right so i all right i stole you had two i jumped on your two with my number three so i'll let me throw out my other wish and then
1: i'll let you finish up with with your We've wish really loom on yellow this list uh, this numbered <laughs> yeah, list it's
0: quite a number <laughs> um my third wish which was really my second wish is I want to see in 2017, as you know, Billy, there are no new cruise ships coming online for Royal Caribbean. Don't worry, plenty more coming up every other year after that. But in this quote unquote lull that we have here, wouldn't it be wonderful if we could have WoW Bands and the Royal IQ app expand to, I'm going to say the rest of the fleet, but I'll even I sell like for a, a majority of the fleet. I, I don't see a reason why not. They seem to have a little bit of time here on their side. And Boy, I mean, this would be a huge upgrade for, for everybody because I love these. So the WoW bands are the Royal Caribbean's RFID bracelets that work just like a Pass card but allow you, I think, a lot more conveniently to do a lot of things like get into your stateroom. Boy, I cannot tell you how much I hate digging for the right Pass card in my pocket on a cruise or having to put all the Pass cards in my pocket because evidently women do not have pockets and my I can't trust my children to have them. So I'm always the keeper of the cards. And – with that being said, I, you know, I hate it. I was like, well, which one is the, you know, I always pick up the kid's card instead and you can't charge alcohol on there. Hashtag first world problems. Wouldn't it be great if you could use WoW bands, which are on right now just the quantum class and, uh, the quantum class and harmony of the seas go to the rest of the fleet or a vast portion of that fleet and be able to use that. And by the same token, the Royal IQ app, which is also only limited to the quantum class ships and harmony of the seas and allow the use of that, even if it's a more limited edition where All you can really do is, I don't know, look at the cruise compass and and book dining. I'll settle for that. Give me that any day of the week because it is so nice having that when you're on a ship like Harmony of the Seas. And to have to go back to other ships in the fleet is like, oh, we don't have Wild Banzer or Royal IQ. Like That really makes a big difference. And I think that would not be a huge ask or reach for Royal Caribbean. So I would love in 2017... For WoW bands and the Royal IQ app to roll out, I just think it's more revenue for Royal Caribbean in, in the long run. I think they tend to uh, get guests to spend more money uh, having it there. I know that one – this is a story I tell all the time. I was on Quantum of the Seas, hanging out at the bar. And of course, Billy, you know only good things happen when you're at
1: the bar with your phone in front of you. I've never made a and- bad decision that way.
0: <laughs> yes. And I was like, huh. The royal the, the zip line in Labadie sounds like a lot of fun. You know what? YOLO, book it. And so I did. And $100 later, I was f- screaming down that line when we were in Labadie. Now, now,
1: granted, you were at a bar. It turns out you weren't on a sailing that was going to Labadie, So it may not have been <laughs> the best investment.
0: But the point is, is that I would not have made that reservation without the Royal IQ app. So – I, I think it only we we as guests stand to benefit. And I think Royal Caribbean stands a benefit financially because you're going to get a lot more people booking things like, especially dining. You know, being able to say, "Hmm, is there any availability for sabor for this evening?" Because I just met, B- Billy mentioned tacos, and now I'm starving. So you know, hypothetically speaking, um, you know, and you can go book that there and be, and be done with it. I think it's just win-win.
1: Yeah, you, you know what, uh, Matt Hochberg, I don't say a lot of nice things about you. You win this podcast. Yes, that 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 is, that is the one man um and, and i'll tell you it, it's the one for for a number of reasons one it, it that would be nice right it'd be nice <laughs> if you had the option having wild wow bounds doesn't doesn't mean you don't have the uh y- the option of using a card right you have right. options options are great we, we just talked about options love that two the app makes it so that they can increase onboard revenue makes it so that you're not having to carry a folded up piece of paper with you to see what uh, what's on the schedule for today you've got a cruise compass everywhere you've got your phone more and more yep. people carrying phones on board now and i understand that's a double edged sword i i do but uh you have again the option doesn't mean they're going to stop printing them the other reason is quite frankly again i'm i'm talking to you royal caribbean i'm talking to you directly look at what your competition's doing disney has had the the navigator app for a number of years now you can not only can you look at what's on the schedule but you can set reminders uh, you can chat with other guests. Same thing with the Carnival Hub app. The competition's all doing it. And, you know, Royal Caribbean has, I, I would argue, the most high-tech fleet. Um, you know, along with uh, along with sister company Celebrity, they've got the only ones who really have solidly reliable and very affordable high-speed internet. Um, There's just I, – I don't understand how it is in just a couple days it's going to be 2017 and this isn't a thing.
0: Yeah, uh, I'm all for you. I, I agree with you, and, and I think it makes a whole lot of sense. So I'm really crossing my fingers, but I, there may be some other factors here we're not aware of. But I would think that this wouldn't be a major lift, especially since they were able to to roll out much higher speed internet across the fleet. Just like, oh, yeah, by the way, it's all coming out there. So clearly right. that wasn't a huge lift. So I, I can't imagine this would be much more. But, I mean, the, the probably the biggest thing for the WoW bands – the Royal IQ should be a slam dunk. I don't see any issue with that. The Wild Bands, I kind of understand. You have to change out the locks to be RFID, and there's a lot of other things that are and,
1: and the of point of sale. Over. But they don't have to roll out those two things together. There's right. no reason that they couldn't roll out the the Royal IQ app. Yep. Before the Wild Bands.
0: All right. All right, Billy. Round us out here with your number three wish.
1: Number three. <clears throat> Smaller builds. Like you said, a lot of ships coming in the next couple of years. None in 2017. I'm not asking for anything to be delivered in 2017. I just want to hear what the what the plan is. Uh, and I think you and I we've talked about this before, and we we we've uh, we see similarly. But I think we have slight disagreement as to the scale of the problem, um, in that there are not going to be any what are now considered smaller ships left uh, before too long. Generally, in this part of the market, we see cruise lines holding on ships for for 20 to 30 years. I think Royal Caribbean generally holds 20 to 25, if I recall, before uh, sending ships off to other brands. Um, There are ports that, like Tampa, that simply can't accommodate most of the newer vessels. They They can't really take anything bigger than a Radiance, correct? Yeah, that's true. Um, so I, i've heard the argument and it's a very uh it's a very intelligent and respectable one that hey when the oasis class ships came out a lot of ports couldn't accommodate them and look at all the ports that, that can accommodate them now there's a there's a, a drive for it the cruise lines want to go there the ports want to have more passengers there more people buying their stuff they they get more money in in those countries that way that are very tourism driven mm-hmm. a lot of the time cruise lines along with The uh, both private businesses and the government's work out deals to expand these ports. Well, that's very true. I don't foresee the giant bridge in Tampa being rebuilt (laughs) in the next couple of years because Royal Caribbean really wants it to. It it just seems terrifically unlikely. Further, in uh, in some areas, there are simple size and uh, space, I should say, and or environmental concerns. Uh, We we do see now was it uh, vision class ships? Uh, going to Alaska? Am I saying the right thing?
0: Oh, no, uh You're talking about um, Voyager-class ships. Like Voyager-class. Sorry,
1: w- w- words. Uh, yes, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Voyager-class ships going to Alaska. Explorer. This he's going to Alaska. One of the largest ships. Uh, NCL has a has a ship that's also going to be reasonably large heading to Alaska. Um, these are bigger ships than have been going, but there is truly a limit. One for environmental reasons, and two because a lot of these Alaskan ports just aren't very big. Um, you know, you load up. If you had one Oasis-class ship pull up in some of these ports, you wouldn't be able to walk through the town because they're small little towns. So that that isn't going to change. That bridge in Tampa isn't going to change. And, and there are other examples that we see. Um, never mind just, pe- you know, some people prefer smaller ships. And now Royal Caribbean and others have that covered in, in a way that, uh, that they have multiple brands such as Celebrity and Azamara. Um, but – that doesn't cover it all. And and again, what happens when 15 years from now, freedom class ships are the smallest ships out there and they start to get long in the tooth. So I'd just like to see I'd, – I'd like to hear them – I'd like to know they're thinking about it. I know they are. It's a big company full of very intelligent people that make more money than I'll ever see in my life. Um, so I'm sure they are thinking about it. I'd like to hear what those plans are because – frankly i'd like i'd like uh not just you and i but listeners out there and, and cruisers everywhere to start providing feedback and and i want to see where that goes there is the economy of scale they want to make money they should make money they're a business but uh we got to start uh, thinking about what's going to happen with um with the the massive amount of tonnage so uh i would just like to see a plan there
0: yeah you know it's interesting because we talked a lot about this in episode 168 of the Royal Queen blog podcast where Michael Poole and I were talking about the Project Icon, and we had this debate of whether or not we thought Royal Caribbean would ever build a quote-unquote small ship again. And the point that got brought up in that episode, and I've really thought about it ever since then, is the fact that Celebrity Cruises, which of course is a sister company to Royal Caribbean International, has they're building new ships, and they're only coming out about 3,000-some-odd passengers. They're not building you know 5,000 behemoths as well. And... I'm gonna go out on a say that celebrity is a fairly profitable company. I mean, I don't know the specifics of it, but they're not losing money on celebrity, let me put it that way. Absolutely. And if that's the case, if that's a safe assumption, then clearly they if they can make that work there, they can probably make it work here because the celebrity pricing, you know, you would think celebrity pricing would be a little bit more than Royal Caribbean, but it's all over the place. I've seen it cheaper than Royal, I've seen it higher than Royal, I've seen it right at about the same price. So I mean, I think they can make a three to three and a half thousand passenger ship work. And I think for a lot of people that would make them Mostly happy. Maybe it's not quite the twenty five hundred or two thousand people. Some people would like Billy, but for the, uh, I think that's that's a happy medium between the Oasis class ships and more of it of like those kind of ships and having something that's in the in the threes, low threes. I think would be a happy medium, and I think that if you're holding on to that hope, I think that celebrity is really the uh, the exhibit A you have to look at. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's a good example for how they could manage it the way they like to manage their brands. You're you're absolutely uh, correct in that regard. However, I'll remind you, not only are they successful at running celebrity, um there are, there are companies that have been doing this for uh, for a long while. <laughs> um, <laughs> Norwegian celebrating 50 years in cruising. You have uh, Cunard that had, uh, what was it uh, 175 years? Um, yeah. All these companies haven't been sticking around because they had trouble making money with small ships. Uh, the Voyager class, uh, let's see, Voyager of the Seas was launched end of November of 1998. So up until 1998, everything that we think of in royal caribbean as the um the flagships and the really popular vessels the larger ones nobody had an idea that that was not only possible because i'm sure there were people out there going oh we could we could build that you know that's technically possible there are some challenges there were there weren't you know 30 years ago people even imagining how the numbers would look to make money off these larger ships so the model can clearly work um it's you know they they'd have to manage things slightly different and getting back to consistency but instead of consistency in uh, in policy consistency in branding they'd have to figure out how to manage that as well that's something that uh, I I truly believe Royal Caribbean uh, and I'm sure they know this uh, I don't I don't know if I want to use the word struggles with but something that Is a challenge for them. Uh, If you're trying to bring people over to your brand, loyalty is such a huge thing in the cruise uh, cruise world. And you see all these commercials for Oasis class and now quantum class as well vessels. And then you do go on one of the smaller ships. It's a very different experience. So, you know, yeah, there are challenges to figure this out. But profitability, I just don't buy that they can't have a profitable, uh, you know, 3,000 passenger vessel.
0: Fair enough. Well, some good wishes all around, Billy. Um, and and I think that uh, this is really good. I'm looking forward to people hearing about the awful side effects of all these <laughs> wishes that we haven't anticipated yet. Uh, but uh, that's part of the fun. And, of course, if you want to share yours, you need to tweet us at uh, the RSL blog on Twitter. Or go to the comments on realcreamblog.com for this episode and, and comment there. So looking forward to that. And maybe even your wishes. How about that? I would love to hear your wishes for Royal Caribbean. If you had three wishes, what would they be? Post them in the comments in our show notes at com, Billy, of course, we want to make sure that we mention that you do your work over at cruisehabit.com where you can find lots of your uh, articles and coverage of the cruise industry in general, although you have a, a soft spot for Royal Caribbean, so you have plenty there as well.
1: Thanks for the mention, and, and I have plenty of content uh, about Celebrity, uh, a line I'm very fond of, and uh, the sister line to Royal Caribbean, so, uh, so I appreciate everyone checking that out, and uh, but always, I mean, Matt, thank you. It, uh, it was a lot of fun. And the fact that I get to be involved at all on the, uh, the absolute best website and podcast about Royal Caribbean, it's a lot of fun. I appreciate it. I,
0: I certainly appreciate you saying those nice things. I'll put a nice word in for the, with the warden for you. Thank you. Thanks again for checking out the Royal Caribbean Blog Podcast. Love an opportunity to talk Royal Caribbean with all of you. And I also want to say a big thank you to everybody who has become a Royal Caribbean Blog insider. The insider program is a bunch of folks who take the time to donate to Royal Caribbean Blog financially every month. And in return, they get some pretty cool rewards like access to special Royal Caribbean Blog events, uh, merchandise, and a whole lot of other secrets and new things coming. And they get access to it first, including, in many cases access to these podcast episodes a day early, and a whole lot more. So if you're interested in becoming an insider as well, I would love for you to join. You can join for as little as $1 a month by going to royalcaribbeanblog.com slash support. royalcaribbeanblog.com slash support. Of course, I will place a link in our show notes for more information and a handy-dandy link to that URL so you can check it on out. Now let's get started with our emails where I invite all of you to send me your questions, thoughts, comments, pretty much everything you have in mind about Royal Caribbean Cruising. Right here, and we can answer it. And our first email comes to us from Clayton, who writes, Howdy, Matt. I've been listening to the podcast for about a half a year now, and it really helped get me ready for my transatlantic cruise on Harmony of the Seas a couple weeks ago. We had a great time. I wanted to respond to a question someone asked to you involving Pokemon Go, and I wanted to give an answer to how it worked for me on the ship. Yes, it worked while on board and connected via VOOM, but it did some really weird things. Sometimes it would place me where we were in the middle of the ocean, but nothing appeared due to the game's speed lock, which stops people from playing when they're moving faster than 25 miles an hour for safety reasons. But sometimes the game would actually position me in somewhere unusual depending on where I was on the ship. Sometimes it would place me in Italy, as an example, and sometimes it would place me at a location near STX France shipyard or the Barcelona port. As a friendly reminder, though, the developers of the game have been known to pay attention to things like this and could think that you are trying to spoof your location if you try to load it up while on a cruise, which could lead to being blocked from the game. Hope this helps out. Good information, Clayton, and I'm actually not surprised to hear that, not because I know anything about Pokemon Go, but because I know what I know about the Internet. The way that the any service, be it Pokemon Go or Google Maps or whatever, knows where you are is based on your Internet address, the signal It's not actually like a GPS signal. It's actually based on the IP address, meaning the address you get from the internet service provider, in this case it's Roker means Voom service, and it positions it based on that. Now that's a really basic answer to it, but where that answer points can it depends on which essentially which area of the internet. The connection is coming from. And in many cases, you'll see all sorts of weird connection areas. If you ever, if you want to experience this, you know, go on VOOM and fire up Google Maps and, you know, see where it thinks you are. There are many cases where you, it'll think you're in Miami and then, like, claims that you might be somewhere across the ocean. Sometimes it's actually very accurate and it is where you are, but it can be all over the place. But it's actually some good information for anyone who's looking to play Pokemon Go while on board a real creepy chip that, you know, it's worth mentioning that. You know, if you—if it sees you moving all over the place, perhaps it's thinking you're trying to hack the area, and of course, you don't want to be banned from the game. That would be awful because then you would miss out on doing whatever it is the Pokemon Go people do. <laughs> Thank you for Clayton, though, for the clarification. I really do appreciate that. Next, we have an email from Brooke from Kansas City, Missouri. Now, let me let me first say that Brooke's question is probably a little dated now. she asked, She's asking about Cyber Monday deal, which occurred a couple of weeks ago. But I do think this is important because inevitably, somebody's going to be asking the same exact question next year or the year after. So we're, I'm hopeful that this will help somebody in the future. Anyway, Brooke writes, I recently discovered the Rogue Bean blog and the podcast and have been working to catch up on old episodes. And so far, I'm loving every episode. I recently listened to one episode where you mentioned Cyber Monday deals. My fiance and I currently have two cruises booked, Independence of the Seas, in January 2017 and Empress of the Seas in February 2017. We know we want to book another cruise and have been planning on booking through next cruise while on board our ships. My question is, based on past Cyber Monday deals, would it be possibly work to our advantage to book on Cyber Monday instead of waiting to book while we are on board on one of our upcoming trips? Any insight you could give to us as to what past Cyber Monday deals have looked like and which method of booking might be the best deal for us would be greatly appreciated. Thank you so much. This is a great question, Brooke. And you know what? Even though you asked about Cyber Monday, you can replace the word Cyber Monday with pretty much any promotion out there. BOGO, 30% off, WoW sales. It really doesn't matter. And it's a great question. People always ask a lot, you know, when should I book, Matt? Is it now? Should I wait? Should I get on board? And the reason why a lot of people want to wait until they get on board is, as you probably heard, through Next Cruise, if you book another cruise on board a Royal Caribbean cruise, they will essentially give you free onboard credit on top of any promotion that's out there. So, Brooke is obviously looking at what past Cyber Money deals have looked like and said, Wow, wouldn't it be great to get an extra bonus onboard credit? And Brooke is 100% right. Here's the thing, Brooke. I would tell you actually what you should do is both. What you should do is book a cruise now because I love booking cruises now. But in all seriousness, you want to book a cruise as soon as possible. The number one thing I always tell people if you're looking for the best possible price on your cruise is book it as soon as you can. So my advice is book a cruise now. Lock in that. Put a deposit down, right? Then when you go on board Independence of the Seas or Empress of the Seas, go back to the next cruise office and see what's available to you, and compare apples to apples. Because what you'll have is you'll know. Okay, well, I booked, you know, this particular cruise, cruise X, and I'm getting this amount of onboard credit or whatever the deal happened to be. And then you look at whatever the new deal is, the new promotion plus the, uh, the next cruise bonus, to see which is a better deal. Because don't forget, the price of the cruise will change, right? What you book today versus what you book on board Independence or Empress may vary, and while you may get a little more onboard credit on board, perhaps the price of the cruise has gone up, and then it negates any benefit. By the same token, you might find, well, you know what, there's the, the, the wash, when you compare the two, at the end of the day, maybe you're getting an extra $50 onboard credit or what have you, and then what you do is you cancel the original. And rebook under the next cruise and what you're getting on board the ship. So you only stand to benefit, Brooke, by doing the strategy rather than trying to play essentially roulette with what deal is going to be best. So as long as you're not looking at a cruise that will that will require final payment before you get on board either of those two cruises you outline, Brooke, that would be what I would do. In fact, that's what I do all the time is book it now and then... Wait till you get on board and see if the deal on board is any better and cancel and rebook. Simple as that. Brooke, thank you so much for the email. And thank you to everybody for the wonderful questions. Love doing this. Of course, if you want your email answered here, I would love to answer your email about Royal Caribbean, whether you have a comment, a question, anything in your mind about the cruise line. Let's talk about it right here. Send me an email, matt, M-A-T-T, at blog.com matt, at blog.com So until next time, I'm Matt Hotchberg, and we'll talk again soon.